When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Megan Hesline. Hey Meredith, can't wait to talk about all these topics we have today. I know, you're in a particularly good mood today. Yes, yesterday and over this a whole weekend, all my teams won. Started off with a great win by Ohio State. Yesterday, the Jets got their first one of the season. The Yankees punched their ticket to the wild card game. Like, it was just a great weekend. Yeah, congrats. I'm sure you're feeling fabulous even heading into Monday. Oh, I am. I mean, I didn't even care that it was Monday today. I was still on a high from yesterday. So I'm just loving life right now. Nice. It was certainly a great weekend. Um, Of course, the biggest story of the NFL weekend was the return, Tom Brady going back to Foxborough to face Bill Belichick. This was so hyped up. I mean, it should have been, but it was kind of laughable. Like all the previews they had for the game, like I was watching the preview for the game yesterday and they had Adele's song, Hello. Oh my gosh, it was (laughs) so so funny. funny. It's so funny, but like, I mean, it was a good game. Like it was... It lived up to the hype, but like, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny how amped up it was. It was definitely laughable. Um, At one point I asked Dave, like, who's playing tonight? And he goes, you know, who's playing tonight? We've seen the preview for it at least 30 times. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah. Um, But, and like, you're exactly right. There were so many storylines and so much reason for it to be hyped up, you know, between the return itself uh Brady breaking Breeze's passing record um there was a lot I will say the funniest tweet I saw was someone who said (laughs) I sure hope Antonio Brown is feeling okay about his return to New England and I was like (laughs) oh that's funny that is funny yeah there was just a lot of things I mean it was funny like you said but there was a lot of history too I mean with Brady breaking Breeze's record and the stat He's also beat all 32 teams in the NFL. Like, how crazy is that? Like, he's just the GOAT. It's just unfortunate as a Jets fan. I'm not a big fan of Brady, but I think it's true. He is the GOAT. I hear you. I also thought it was funny. Before Instagram went down 
we're recording on Monday uh, and Instagram was down for about six hours today. But before it went down, uh, I did see the photo from ESPN of Belichick hugging Brady. And it was really funny because they did like a three part thing. The first one was a still uh, and it showed like Belichick with like his eyes closed, looking like super emotional. Uh, And then the second frame was like a slow-mo of the hug. But then the third frame was like the real time video and it was over so quick. <laughs> like the fact that they dramatized it so much. Oh, of course. Like just makes it even more humorous. Yeah. Anything Brady Belichick related, there's going to be drama involved. But apparently they talked for like 20 minutes after the game. So still a connection there for sure. They'll always be tied together. Yeah. Um, And you got to think like, It was interesting hearing the Patriots fans last night uh, cheering for Brady as he came out and then booing him when he actually went on the field with the Bucs offense, Um, which brings me to a question for you, Megan. Um, Do you cheer for players after they've left your team? Yes. Like (laughs) the majority of the time I do because they've probably made some good contributions to a team and I I get so emotionally attached to all the players. So it's always sad to see them leave. So I hope that they do well uh, with whatever team they're on now. But if they chose to leave like in free agency and it was just like bad blood after like, mm, maybe not. But I feel like if I was a Patriots fan, I like, how do you not cheer for Brady? He made your team the best team for two decades. So I don't know how you wouldn't cheer for him, but they're probably just upset that he's not on their team anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. It makes me think of, obviously, as a Cavs fan, I think we all hated LeBron when we left the first time, but after he came back and he won us the championship, um, you know, it was not challenging at all to see him. Like, it was tough to see him go, I guess, but, like, I still cheer for him, and I don't have the resentment I think that I had the first time that he left so it certainly feels like New England fans should be content with the fact that Brady won them many many Super Bowls um but on that note of celebrating former players uh, Justin Fields former Ohio State quarterback got his first win as a starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this made me so happy I mean especially the way his starting career started last week like I felt so bad for him so luckily his team turned it around Uh, Matt Nagy kind of switched up the play calls his offensive line actually protected him did their jobs so I mean he didn't have the best game ever but anything was an improvement from last week so I'm just super happy that he got his first NFL win yeah it was certainly exciting for him of course Matt Nagy seems to be like asking to be fired he stated Already this week that if Andy Dalton is healthy next week, he will be the starting quarterback. So no idea what this fan is thinking. Um, But anyway, good for Justin Fields uh, and good for the Bears. But back to Columbus. uh, Another good point of all of our weekends was that Ohio State seems to be putting all of the things together. I mean, who saw this coming? Like, we all were a little nervous for this game. Like, We thought Rutgers was, you know, going to be a pretty formidable opponent. And then we just come out so hard, which we haven't done all year. And it was just such a shock. It was amazing. I mean, we look like a totally different team. Stroud was 
perfection. Our defense stepped up. Like, I was just so happy to watch this team because this is how Ohio State should be playing. So hopefully that's how we look moving forward too. Well, Megan, I mean, our theme of the show last week was like, calm down, it's just Akron. But this was a Rutgers team that, you know, came within seven of beating Michigan. They beat Syracuse, like worthy opponents, maybe, but they're certainly not pushovers. And Rutgers has certainly shown a lot of improvement on both sides of the ball. So the fact that we were able to handle them in the same way that we handled Akron is pretty impressive. Oh, for sure. And especially going there, you know, being a Big Ten opponent, it's always pretty close. But I mean, with Rutgers, it's never close. So I'm glad that that narrative did not change. Because, yeah, like you said, it's it was pretty much like the Akron game. So who would have thought? But I'm super happy with how it turned out. Yep. Uh, I certainly did not expect it. But, you know, one of the things that feels like maybe an early theme of this year, uh, Ohio State has continued to get better as the season has gone on, Um, which makes me feel like maybe this team has some vibes akin to 2014, maybe another national title in the future. This is exactly what I said after we lost to Oregon, second game of the season. I was like, you know what? It's okay. Get our loss over with early. So then we have time to make some changes so that we can turn into a better team. So I definitely feel this 2014 vibes. Cause like you said, ever since we've lost, we've just been on the come up. We're looking better. So hopefully that is the case. I mean, we're making our way back up in the rankings too. So there's a chance. Definitely. And the order of schedule certainly favors us moving forward. Maryland this week, um, Indiana coming up. Uh, and then we, you know, have a month, Sorry, not quite a month. It's already October. What the heck? Uh, But we do have Penn State uh, all the way at the end of the month is kind of that first real test. Um, So certainly a lot of time to continue to gel together and grow the momentum that we seem to be, you know, getting in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I definitely agree. I love how the schedule is playing out. You know, we got a pretty good Maryland team, but should be a fairly easy win. And then we got our bye week and then Indiana. So A couple of solid teams, you know, they'll make us play hard, but still nothing too stressful so that we can build on what we have already for that big Penn State game, which is going to be amazing. But that is still three weeks away. So let's just take it one week at a time. Exactly. Um, In other news, Clemson is out of the top 25 for the first time in seven years. That just made me do a little happy dance right now. You can't see me, but oh, that just brings such a smile to my face because this is not the Clemson of years past at all, and it's obvious. I mean, they've been struggling against these unranked teams, and they just don't look good. I mean, they're not, clearly. They're not one of the top 25 teams in the country, and that's just amazing. I mean, ever since we beat them, they're just not the same. So I, I will gladly, them. gladly take credit for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it feels like the whole, I mean, it feels the entire ACC is down. Uh, no teams in the top 10. I don't actually think they have any teams in the top 20 um, in the latest AP poll, which is just bananas for a power five conference. Heck, they're looking like the Pac-12 over here. <laughs> um. So, yeah, agreed. Uh, And it's interesting to see kind of the catastrophizing stories lately 
Um, <laughs> I saw some about Dabo Sweeney being washed up and losing his edge. Uh, I don't know if I would quite go that far, um, but you know, he, he is, this is certainly a down year. Um, and I did just look it up. Wake Forest is number 19, uh, the highest ranked ACC team in the latest poll, unless you count Notre Dame, who is number 14. Mm. No, we they, don't No, Not at all. Um, speaking of Notre Dame though, well, not really Notre Dame, but Cincinnati, my goodness. Okay. Cincinnati is legit. I mean, how are they the best team in Ohio right now? I mean, I don't believe that, but the rankings say that. So I just, Notre Dame is either not good or Cincinnati is just the real deal. And I kind of think it's a combination of both because Desmond Ritter looked really good at quarterback and they just totally shut down Notre Dame. So I just can't believe it. I mean, who would have thought? Actually, didn't you make the prediction that Cincinnati would make the playoff? I did. I did. I'm feeling extremely validated right now. (laughs) Good for you. I mean, I don't think many of us saw this coming. So kudos to you, Meredith. Thank you. I mean, to be honest, Notre Dame has to win out for Cincinnati to continue to stay up in the rankings. Um, Their Indiana win is looking less legitimate every week that Indiana loses. Um, And so, uh, you know, if that's, if we have to cheer for the Irish, I don't know if I will. Um, However, uh, kudos to Cincinnati and Ohio State alum and former interim head coach, Luke Fickle, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, we love Fickle here. Obviously a former Buckeye, but it's just, it's tough to see our in-state rival doing better than us. I mean, people on campus are not happy about it. All of our Cincinnati friends are taunting us, but I think if we faced off in a game, I think we all know who would win. So let's just, let's be real. We'll let them have their time to shine right now, but when it comes to the end of the season, I'm sure we will be above them. Yes, perhaps we will face off in the college football playoff. Um, But Ohio State, uh, it feels like the road is getting tougher and tougher to the college football playoff. Uh, Again, alluding to the most recent AP poll, there are four Big Ten teams in the top 10. That's more than any other conference, including the SEC. Um, And two of those teams, Michigan and Penn State, are officially on Ohio State's schedule for the remainder of the year. And we can expect that Ohio State's going to be playing probably Iowa in the Big Ten championship game should Ohio State make it that far. Yeah, I mean, I hope that this is the year that people finally realize that the Big Ten is a legitimate threat and that we are one of the best conferences, if not the best conference in the country. Like, a win against a Big Ten opponent opponent means something. And the fact that we have four teams in the top ten right now is just crazy and a little bit scary to think that we have to face two of them probably Iowa as well like you said in the Big Ten championship but yeah it makes me happy that finally our conference is good besides just us yeah and the reality is too that from top to bottom Ohio's Ohio State it's not just Ohio State anymore the Big Ten uh honestly is the best conference in college football and I'll put my stake in the ground here Uh, Sure, the SEC has Alabama and Georgia and a smattering of other good teams, Um, but but the Big Ten, uh, they have four teams in the top 10, five in the top 11, Michigan just outside of the, or excuse me, Michigan State 
just outside the top 10 at number 11. Um, and then a smattering of teams below. Um, we saw Wisconsin has collapsed quite a bit, uh, but still a very good football team um, that has had sort of a rough go of it in terms of scheduling early this year. Uh, but, you know, certainly it's going to be a challenging but exciting schedule to watch on the back half of this year. Right. I mean, I kind of like that. Like usually for the majority of our season, it's just like, okay, easy win here, easy win there. It's boring. But this year it's actually going to be exciting. You know, we don't have to wait all the way until the end of the season for the last game for an exciting game. Like we got Penn State. We'll probably face Iowa. We got Michigan State. Like these are legitimate teams. So it'll it'll definitely make for an exciting remainder of the season. Definitely. Um, And then one last note on the Big Ten. So Penn State does face Iowa this weekend. It's a top five match in the Big Ten. uh, And for the first time in a long time, one that does not involve Ohio State. Um, But there were like you would think that the only top five matchup in the nation would at least get the attention of college game day. But no. Game day is instead opting to go to the Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas. They're just obsessed. Like the Big Ten just doesn't get respected. I know I literally just said 30 seconds ago, maybe this will be the year. Well, clearly it's not. I mean, Oklahoma is like, I don't think they're that good, honestly. I think they're overrated. And then Texas obviously isn't great either. Like it's not even going to be that great of a game. But we got two of the best teams in the country facing off and you're not even there. Like whatever. It's typical. Big 10 doesn't get respect. It's gross. It's gross is what it is. Um, Well, we've actually got some more gross topics coming up for you, uh, but we are going to take a quick break first. So stay with us. Welcome back. We saw some rather disturbing news break over the weekend that got even more disturbing today. Um, All I can say is yikes, Uh, but former Ohio State head coach and current Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer found himself in a uh, compromising situation over the weekend. Yeah, this is not a good look at all. And it's just another thing to add to Urban's long list of yikes as you say I mean and it's just upsetting too because it's a total distraction to the team like Trevor Lawrence played the best that he has all season and that should be the focus right now but instead their head coach has a video out on social media right now which is not a good look at all and I'm so sorry to Shelly because she has to deal with that but it's just also gross like you're saying I mean I just don't know why stuff like this keeps happening to him. This might be the last straw for him. People are talking about possibly firing him. Like, he's just a distraction everywhere he goes, and this is not a good look. Yeah, and the tweets today talking, like, it's they got really harsh, and, you know, he sort of has built this track record around himself about, like, is he going to have another fake medical issue that causes him to retire early only to come back a few years later? Like, and, you know, of course, like, I don't have access to his medical records because that would be highly illegal. Um, but, like, he, 
he's sort of developing this pattern of like he gets himself into trouble and then he leaves wherever he is and then he pops up again uh, shortly thereafter. Um, And it just feels very strange. And I just, can we get rid of this narrative once and for all that like Urban Meyer is a good judge of character? Like we continue to see him in these situations everywhere he's gone to your point. We saw it at Florida. We saw it at Ohio State and now we're seeing it again in Jacksonville. Right. I mean, how are you supposed to, when like when you're coaching in college, how are you supposed to lead all these young men in, in the football world, but also just to raise them to be good men when you yourself always find yourself in compromising situations. So yes, he's moved on to the pros, but still nothing has changed. So just disappointed in Urban, honestly. Like, I don't know why this keeps happening to him, but I feel like something needs to change. Yeah. Um, it, it's certainly upsetting. Uh, he issued an apology today, <clears throat> excuse me, shortly before a second video came out, uh, which featured even more incriminating and much grosser evidence. Um, Anyway, uh, hopefully that situation gets resolved relatively soon. Um, We're going to move on to a much more positive note. Uh, So Megan, we mentioned this last week, but the MLB made history this week with an all-female announcing crew. Did you have a chance to catch that game? No, unfortunately I didn't, but I heard about it and I'm just so happy. I mean, I've loved Jessica Mendoza forever as she spearheaded that crew. I mean, she's an Olympic softball player and now she's a great analyst for baseball and she's a total trailblazer for just all women in baseball and sports in general. And I was just so happy to see her and other women hopefully lead the way for something that is more normal in the future. I mean, Hopefully just more females are involved in the game. It doesn't even have to be an all-female crew, but just on a regular basis, I would love to see a bigger female presence in baseball. So kudos to them. Big history being made, and I love it. Definitely. Um, On a very similar note, uh, news came out this week that two women were hired as the first ever play-by-play announcers for their respective uh, franchises. So Kate Scott is the new play-by-play voice for the 76ers and Lisa Byington for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, So very interesting. Uh, The NBA seasons are obviously kicking off soon. Um, And so this is, you know, also very exciting. And kind of like we talked about last week with the report that came out about how sports media is overwhelmingly white and overwhelmingly male, um, it's really cool to see diverse voices uh, in both Major League Baseball and the NBA. Yeah, this is also amazing. I mean, who would have thought that an NBA team would have a female play-by-play announcer? I mean, this is total history being made. And like you said, it's nice to see some change after reviewing that report last week. So hopefully more teams will follow suit. I mean, obviously women are qualified to do announcing just like men are so super excited to see how they do and I'm really proud of the representation that they have for women in sports definitely now we just need to get Becky Hammond a bed a head coaching position um and all will be well with the world um that (laughs) yep uh that's all we have for today before we wrap up the show Megan shall we do our shout outs yep I mean, I feel like it's the same every week, but 
the Yankees, I mean, we made it to the wild card. Big game tomorrow against the Sox at Fenway. So if you wouldn't mind crossing your fingers for me, tossing up a little prayer that we make it past the wild card, I would appreciate it. I suppose I can do that for you. <laughs> um, so I've got to shout out Justin Fields. Uh, and I'm happy to shout him out this week because now that the Browns have beaten him, I have no issue cheering for him for the remainder of the season. You know, maybe until the Super Bowl, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, certainly it was a huge bounce back. And we've seen quarterbacks who, you know, after experiencing such a rough game like he did last week, uh, who've not been able to come back and perform at such a high level, but it was cool to watch his growth and how he was able to bounce back and not only play better and put together a good game as a quarterback, but also lead his team to victory. So shout out to Justin Fields, um, the first of what I'm sure will be many wins uh, as a starting quarterback for the Bears. Oh, for sure. I mean, I second that one. Obviously love Justin. So he's a great leader. I mean, he's super tough. So very happy to see him bounce back. And like you said, I'm sure this is the first of many wins as an NFL starting QB. All right, that's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Megan at Megan Hustline, me at Meredith Hine, and the site at LameGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.